Hey folks, this is Beverly Houston Fisher of Balanced Living. Thank you for joining me for Podcast 7, Birthing into Death, with my guest Rita Pachotto of Rita for Life. Rita's personal mission is to live life to its fullest, each and every single day, and to help others. She believes we are put on this earth to live life with passion, motivation, inspiration, and not just go through life. Her motto is to not just endure, but rather enjoy life. Rita values a healthy, emotional, and physical lifestyle. To that end, she strongly believes in laughing, loving, and lifelong learning. Welcome, Rita. Thank you. Thank you so very much for joining me for my podcast today. I am so thankful for you in my life as well as everything that you are doing. It's amazing to honor the living and the whole process of living, the the birth and the death, right? The whole circle. So thank you so much for coming. Yes, and thank you for having me. I appreciate it so much for uh, allowing to share this time and space with you and and to share this message with with all the listeners out there. Thank you. Oh, thank you. So today we're talking about birthing into death. And so what I understand, understood from what you're saying is that you're kind of a doula for the dying. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So we uh, were birthed into the world and, and um, a certified end of life doula is uh, helping the dying to birth out of this world. So birthing into, so birthing into death was a, a, a catchy little phrase, I thought, to uh, kind of wrap it up from beginning to end, Alpha Omega. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And it's true. I mean, death is a transition. So every ending is a new beginning. So I think it's I think it's a beautiful way to put it. So now how how did you get into this? How did you find this as a gift you wanted to share? So I've been involved with hospice. Uh, in the past, I volunteered and I was raised I'm from a big family. So um, of course there were a lot of funerals and my mom did not shield us from death or funerals. And she uh, took us to the funerals, made us go kicking and screaming, even if we didn't want to, but she raised us with that respect to attend the funerals, to show the support for the family and the loved ones. And again, being from a big family, it was like a family reunion, you know, at the funeral. And um, so I was raised up with that, luckily, to not have the fear of it and to accept death as a natural part of life. So one thing is guaranteed, 100% guarantee is that we're all going to die. We're born with a death sentence. And it's a natural process and a natural part of life. And so many people are shielded from it. And, um, and so they're raised with a fear of, of death and dying and being around those that are going through that transitional part of their life, leaving their physical body and going, you know, into the, into the next realm, you know, whatever that is, whatever people believe we are all energy and energy doesn't die. It just transforms. And so uh, being able to embrace that, uh, I'm very grateful. Like I didn't understand it or like it when I was younger, but now looking back, um, in my fifth decade of life and looking back now, I'm very grateful, very appreciative that my mom raised me with that, um, that love and, 
and acceptance of that part and the being being able to be with people in that part of life I believe it's just so so spiritual so special to you know to be honored to be in that space space with um with those folks who are going through the transition and so I volunteered throughout my life in nursing homes to visit those and uh, then then went on to hospice to volunteer and um, then I went back to work full-time and stopped my volunteering but now it's come up again so so life is like a merry-go-round or little things bubble up to the surface and so now it's come up to the surface again for me and um, I learned about this end of life doula program and um, and it's it's put on by doula givers and it just immediately struck a chord with me that yes this is what I need to do and and so um, I'm in Amador County in California uh, Sutter Creek Jackson area and so my goal and my mission what I want to do is uh, be an ambassador for education for the end of life and death and to uh, just open up those conversations and discussions and platforms to to be able to reduce the fear for folks that that have that fear about death and dying and, and, you know, don't want to address it or face it. And um, it causes so much pain and suffering. So if we can learn to embrace it and accept it as a natural part of the process, we can um, enjoy life so much more. Um, you know, we're again, we're all going to die. So learning how to die really helps us to enjoy and have a better life, I believe. I, I absolutely agree. I know fear of death is right up there with, you know, stage fright, <laughs> singing, right? In front of, right? Yes. It's that same. It, and it really is something that people uh, focus their energy on, and and it can be very negative. And I think that's you're you're offering such a beautiful way for people to honor, appreciate, understand, and lovingly acknowledge that this is just part of this beautiful adventure we're on, that everything is temporary, right? And like you said, exactly. energy never ceases to exist. It just transforms into something else. And, exactly. And, you know, especially with what everybody just went through with COVID and so many people passing and in hospitals and people not even able to be there and, mm -hmm. and, or be buried and, and the whole process, even for those who were like you familiar with it was put on hold for people. Right. You yeah. Know? And you're absolutely right about the fear. The, the number one fear used to be public speaking, you know, that stage fright getting <laughs> in front of people and thanks to COVID now the number one fear is death. Death has taken the number one fear. And um, yeah, so you're exactly right. I thought you were going to say because everybody's been <laughs> on social media, so everybody's used to speaking in public now. So <laughs> that's why I started oh, laughing. That's true too. <laughs> everybody, everybody's had to do it. Homeschool, you know, instant homeschool families and things like that are having to do it. So they, yeah. yeah, and there was yep. way more. If it wasn't for Zoom, mm -hmm. <laughs> there wasn't right. there wasn't all the interaction, the connection that people were able to do, and and school and life kind of kept going in its you know slower roll, but um, but yes, and then death was just overwhelming, obviously. Right, and that's another great uh, another great point that 
um, that we are adaptable. We do have the ability to change because look, you know, faced in that situation of uh, not being able to go to work or go to school. And so we had to learn and adapt. And so we are capable of these things. And uh, so that was great, great example. Yeah, your work meetings, turn on your video. Oh, no. Yeah. So you just get over that real quick. You have to. We had to. <laughs> yes. No, yes. so and then again, facing death and then people not being able to be with their loved ones. So I think it's amazing. And I know that there's still people that are not able to be with their loved ones when they're dying. Even even when COVID is totally lifted, there's still, you know, they could be across the world or something's happening and they can't be there for whatnot. So I think it's wonderful mm-hmm. that you offer this this service, this gift for people right. to have that that concern, that care, that guidance through this, this time that can be, well, it's emotional, whether it's mm-hmm. good or bad. You know, some people are ready. You right. know, some people are ready. They've, they've lived a beautiful life and then others, you know, they're just taken aback from it. So if there's any way and a service like you're offering to have someone receive that love, that care, that conscious guidance. I think it's just absolutely credible. So what are some of the things that you incorporate in this doula service? So the doula service can begin um, even way before death. So like I said, uh, part of the of my mission and my goal, hope and dream is to um, is to educate and uh, to you know, it's hard, no matter what, it's hard, but to be, if we're educated and, re- and prepared. So think of it, death is our, our final trip. So I love to travel. So, you know, when you travel, you have to pack and plan and buy your ticket and, you know, get your clothes. And so you prepare, you just don't wake up and say, I'm going to, you know, fly to London today. I mean, you can, but it's going to be a However, it's going to be a much better experience if you prepare and you plan, you get your ticket and you make your arrangements and and do all that. So so I I look at it that way, like uh, death is our our final journey again out of the human body and and into our next adventure in in life. Um, So preparation and again, that begins with um, preparing for a better end of life there's a thing called advanced directives and um, there's healthcare proxies and living wheels and that's something that that folks can do to prepare so again being shielded and not wanting to talk about it and it's a taboo subject uh, so if we talk about it and, and if the family knows and the loved one knows like what are the final wishes so hospice has a little booklet called final wishes and if, if the loved ones know, like, this is what, you know, so-and-so, this is what mom would like, this is what dad would like, or, you know, siblings, whatever, if, if they know, and then there, it takes it out, like, no, I, we should do this. No, we should do that. No, they wouldn't want that. So it, it's planning out what their heart desire is and how they want to be honored and, treated at the end of their life, you know, whether they want life support or not, if they want a DNR or not. So 87% of the people say an advanced directive is important to do. 
but only 23% of those people have actually done one. And then out of those 23%, only half of the people know where they are. So it's very important. It's the greatest gift that you can give your loved ones. We don't get a do-over. Um, if it's if the, our end of life is done well, our loved ones are going to remember it forever. If it's not done well, if it doesn't go well, they're going to remember that forever. So I would rather be prepared and, and have it be a, a, a graceful experience. Um, and hospice is not about dying. It's about living with the quality of life every moment that they have left. So um, if folks would do things sooner rather than later, time is not on our side. It's ticking. And um, again, being prepared and being able to do it with a calm state of mind, you know, way before we hopefully ever need it then it can make that end of life experience so much, so much nicer. Um, and there's a, a difference between breathing and living. They're not the same thing. So just because we're still, you know, uh, breathing, you know, some folks want to keep their loved ones alive and don't want to let them go. But if they don't have a quality of life, then that's not doing them a service or, you know, treating them with love. I, I don't feel like if they don't have a quality of life, if they don't get to die with dignity, then um, I think that that's very sad for that person. So again, these conversations, having those advanced directives, the, the final wishes, the living wills, you know, who is going to make my decisions for me. So the, the doula can help with that and they can be a companion to help, to help with the elderly. Another interesting thing is there's the baby boomers, there's 78 million baby boomers who already started turning 65 and over 20% of them do not have children. So who's caring for them? So if, right. if we don't, yeah, if we don't have children in there and the population is so huge and this is going to go on for decades. And uh, so this is a passion that I had years ago. And, and like I said, things bubble up or come back around. And, and so again, it's in front of me now. So I'm taking action, moving forward with it. And all of those baby boomers and the, the folks that are elderly that don't have children, they don't have family, they're alone. And um, so they need people, they need people in this space to help with them. And um a hundred years ago, we used to live only to be 47. That was the lifespan. And now people, 79, I believe is the average age. People are living longer and with living longer, we're living with chronic illnesses and uh, we need people to, to take care of them and to be with them. Um, of course, safety is always the utmost concern. If they're by themselves, who's keeping their eye out on them, who's checking on them. And so um, an end of life doula can actually step in way way ahead of death and um, already have a relationship with that person. And then whenever, you know, death does come around, then, then things are already in place. Things are prepared and planned. And, um, and hopefully it can be a beautiful, peaceful experience. I love it. I love everything you're saying, and it's so important. And people, like you're saying, you're given the percentages and everything else. My husband and I, Michael and I did it years ago. We, I probably mm -hmm. need to I do know right where it is. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> I do need to pull it out and double check everything because you know, we've had a kids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> second batch of kids so I got to look at everything again but we have been very clear about what we want and how we want things taken care of but and so we don't worry about it our kids know I've told my kids I've told you know so 
it is important. And the last thing you want to be doing is, is worrying about it or squabbling over that when you're already in a, a pure emotional state of what is happening, right, with a loved one. So the last thing exactly. you want is to happen. And I've seen it in my own family, um, what comes up at, at funerals, as we were talking about those earlier as well, and how yes. it just goes blows out of a proportion because, again, nobody had clear guidance of what was wanted by the individual who passed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so sad. And, and like I said earlier, you know, if, if the end of life goes well, we're going to remember that forever. And if it doesn't, you know, we're going to remember that. And then we have another thing to, you know, address, address and unravel and um, make amends. And so, so. Right. And the disharmony that it is when you need support from your loved ones, not disharmony. Right. Right. Yes. And much smoother is that. And of course, you know, for those of us who believe they're looking down on us, they don't want to see us doing all that either. Right. Yes. Yeah. They want to yeah. be loving and kind to the people they care for. Right. Yes. Yeah. So education and preparation, I believe those two things can can make it um that beautiful experience. Like I said, it's hard. We're human beings and we have emotions. So of course we're still going to get emotional and, you know, tear jerked and we're going to have those days. And that's completely natural and an honor that we have um, as a human being, you know, Yeah. yeah, as a spiritual being in a human body, you know, so those I'm not saying that it's going to eliminate all of that. Um, We're going to still have that and go through that process, but but just removing these parts and having them all laid out. Yeah. I just believe the, the road, it can be paved so much smoother. And with the people, the baby boomers and, and everybody like nine out of 10 people, they say, want to be at home. Like if they say, where do you want to die? They want to die at home. They don't want to be in a hospital or a nursing home or, you know, a facility. And yeah, speaking of COVID, you know, that was the first thing that just wrenched my heart when, when there was a lockdown and I thought of all the people in the nursing homes and the care facilities and they weren't allowed to see their loved ones. It just broke my heart. Uh, Speaking about being human. And and everybody in the hospital. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah. Yes. And to give a little plug for hospice, um, seven out of 10 people that are on hospice feel that they are referred to hospice too late. Hospice can can go into effect like whenever somebody gets a terminal diagnosis six months and the average person on hospice it's only 21 days so the longer they're better on the longer you know they accept it and and again this is a natural part of life is they can have a better experience than the caregiver can have the support that they need and get the respite that they need and uh you know to to regroup and and to help those and speaking of caregivers there's you know they need that time and uh a a lot of ways that we talked about earlier like being able to do yoga or go out in nature for a fresh walk or doing meditation these are things that can help them be grounded calm centered and incorporated into their daily life to help them you know restore their energy reserves and so that they can continue on with the caregiving and the spouse another part of the doula is to um allow the spouse to be a spouse or allow the children to be children and not be 
quote, the caregiver. Um, so they have a relationship. And, and so the goal is if a doula can come in and help them and be there and support and a companion that, that the spouse can be a spouse and the children can enjoy their parents or vice versa. And so that's another beautiful, beautiful thing. A doula, uh, de a definition of it is um, what they are is a non-medical person to support them physically, emotionally, spirit, spiritually. So it's not in replacement of hospice. It's actually an adjunct to hospice. So hospice has their guidelines of what they can and can't do and their time limits and restraints. And so a doula can actually be a beautiful companion onto that hospice care. And, um, you know, nothing can replace that holistic human presence of being with another human being. And so I just think the whole, when I learned about the end of life doulas, uh, it was just so beautiful. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, yes, this is what we need. <clears throat> and in our community, you know, in our, in the community that we live in, there's a lot of um, elderly people, you know, it's a, it's an old community been established forever, what, 1849 when the gold was discovered and right. um, yeah, so there, there is a huge population out there that, that could use this service and support. And um, <clears throat> one of the things that I want to do, um, so this is just a little, a little baby idea, but one of the things is uh, there's something called a death, death cafe. And so hopefully starting next month in June, I um, will have a venue to be able to do this. And, and basically it's just to have conversations about death and um, the end of life brings up, it brings everything to the surface for everybody. And so being, again, being prepared, being educated, being planned and incorporating this into a part of life and accepting it as a 100% guarantee that it's going to happen and it's a natural part of life that um it's just going to be an informal place and space to get together and have conversation you know no agenda and uh, just to be able to talk through things and um and being with others it's you know that alone is so healing and and inspiring and educating and um you know we all know knowledge is power yeah well community is power Yes. And compassion is power. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're offering. I mean, and that's the thing you were saying it earlier about, and I, I meant to mention it, but I got caught up in one of the other things you said. Um, <laughs> but that, that magic of having somebody else come in and like you're saying, hospice. Now, most people probably don't think they can call hospice as soon as they're diagnosed and just need some assistance, you know? Mm -hmm. I think most people think it has to wait till you're almost, you know, my, my dad, he, he died in hospice care at a facility. So um, he, you know, he was in there for couple of weeks, but I don't know because I don't know exactly how everything happened. I don't know mm -hmm. if he could have used it a couple months before that, you know, I'm, you know, yeah. so it's, it's people having that knowledge that they have that support available like immediately and the doula on top of it, because then like you're saying, people can stay in their own 
They can be their spouse. They can be their child. They can be a loved one. And it doesn't mean that they're not still going to be supporting and caring for them while they're there, but they're not in charge of it all the time. And that gives them the space and, and, and the time to go out in nature and process what is happening as well and release right. their emotions of whatever it's stirring it up and, and honoring it. Not that you, you know, it's not about judging the emotions, just letting them process through the body and honoring them and letting them go. And so I think there's so many, many, many gifts to what you are offering and, and this process for everybody involved. And you're really checking all the boxes. Like you said, you're like, okay, now we're going to help you make sure that all this is as smooth as it can be. And we're going to be here for you and we're going to support you and your family. And then we'll be here when you're going out the door to the next Mm -hmm. place. Right. And that's, that's, that's such a honorable it's just such an honorable and incredible offering that you're doing. Now, I do have a question about the doula. When I know we were talking about the services as far as getting them all lined up. Now, I know you're a massage therapist also. Mm-hmm. And do you incorporate any Reiki or any, if people are looking for, you know, crystals and essential oils, do you ever incorporate any of those into the process if the clients ask or... Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, lavender for sure is one that's, um, pretty, pretty accepted. And, um, and of course asking permission, cause some, some folks are sensitive to that, but, but definitely the massage, the healing touch, um, again, those people that are alone, physical touch, they, you know, how long has it been since they had a hug or, or, you know, that human connection. And um, so, yes, being able to hold a hand or massage an arm and, and, you know, as we get older and our circulation slows down, our skin dries up and, you know, it's so nice to massage some lotion into the skin and, and um, doing, or doing some meditation or Reiki. Yeah. Um, Doing the Reiki, if, again, if they are open to it and accept it. Um, one experience that I had, it was so beautiful. This, you know, it was a lady on hospice and whenever we were doing our session and at the end she says, um, she said, I just felt like I was one, you know, like one with the universe. And and to me, that was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. Um, because the Reiki going into that, it, it is that universal energy, you know, it, it doesn't, exhaust and um so just using you know using us as a conduit for that energy and into the person so um it's so beneficial and it's just everywhere all the time with us right and um to allow them to you know they take pain medicine and a lot of them are restless they're not able to sleep or they're anxious and that energy of the reiki is just so calming and to see to witness people being able to relax and to surrender and to become one with that universe um then it's just a beautiful experience so yes or some yoga stretches um and there's another fun thing I do is laughter yoga (laughs) so we all yeah so we gotta make uh you know look at the light side of life as as well you know there's so many heavy and dark things and um so that's another little form of yoga that can be done laughter yoga you know for um a lot of people still have a sense of humor in their in their old age but but laughter yoga you don't even need humor it's just um being childlike and playful and uh so it's a lot of fun so yeah i love so the doula is a holistic 
Um, right. It provides a holistic. So yes, I love that, that we can bring all those aspects for the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Um, it it yeah. just can bring all of those things in together. So I just love it. Yeah. So all those things I've done in my background, um, it's like a little puzzle to pe puzzle piece. And like I said, they circle yeah. around or bubble up and, and now that little puzzle's all coming together. And, you know, I just feel so passionate about this and to be able to, to share and educate and, and, um, and hope that people will pre prepare and face that and accept it that, it is a normal process and it is a guarantee. Not a lot of things are guaranteed in life, but that is a guarantee. Yeah. That, yeah. Well, and the more comfortable we are with it, the easier it'll be in general. Yes. You know, it's like getting a shot, right? Relax your arm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you <know>? well, <laughs> but yes, I know that when my, uh, my stepfather died, I was doing similar things because he was already in a, in a coma. He wasn't even in a mm -hmm. medical coma. It was, you know, there had been some complications. And so we were doing exactly those things. We were massaging his, his hands and his feet and clearing his chakras and had crystals yes. taped on his hands. Yeah. <laughs> we did everything we could to honor the process and to love him. Yeah. And we sang to him. And uh, so I know how impactful that was for me to be there. I was, I was so honored, as difficult as it was. Yeah. I was so honored to be there and to kind of, I was kind of, my mom was, you know, obviously um, having her own emotions as I was, but I kind of right. ended up explaining everything so that I made sure that she clearly understood what the processes were that were happening. Mm -hmm. You know, so that was... Yes. Um, it was a gift. It was a gift. Yeah. And it still hurts, of course. Oh, but I'm, it's, yes. it's, it's happy, happy, sad, cry, you know? Right, I miss right. Him. But I'm so yes. grateful that I was there for him and, mm -hmm. you know, took the time and, and, and all was well, you know? So as, yeah. as good as it could be, right? Mm -hmm, he had been suffering exactly. for a very long time. So it was, you know, it was, yeah. we knew it was coming. Mm -hmm. But it's still never easy. Yeah. Yeah. So that goes back to the breathing versus living, you know, just, you know, yeah. just because we're still breathing doesn't mean we're having a quality of life. And, oh, it's so heartbreaking to see people suffer. And, and they probably don't want to have their loved ones, you know, witness them suffering either. So, so talking about that, you know, that end of life and the directives and their wishes of what they, what they want, you know, can, can be so helpful. Um, and it's so beautiful, even though they're in their deep sleep or coma state and it doesn't seem like they're responsive or know that we're there. They do know. They, um, I believe hearing is the last thing that goes. And so you're still talking to them, you know, feeling the touch. And, and it's a beautiful thing. Speaking about Zoom earlier, we were talking about that in video. And um, if there are folks that still cannot travel or be with their loved ones, then, you know, making that phone call, the voice, the vibration of the voice is so healing to you know the the person on the other end or if they can do zoom or facetime or chat where they can see you know they can see the face and they can hear the voice but it's so so healing and um you know i never knew about this and but yesterday actually i learned that there are sound tattoos so i never heard of this but you can 
record somebody like a little baby crying or or there was one that was a father's message of inspiration to his son and and they can they can tattoo these sounds there's a special ink and i never knew about that so there's so there's always new things coming Ah. um and speaking of uh the death and burials you know normally we go in a casket we go in the ground or you know cremation but there's so many more options even there there's like natural burials green burials um a new one called aquamation which i haven't learned that much about but there's all these new ways as we're conserving the earth and talking about you know mother earth and other alternatives and options that there are so um a lot of things that that i didn't know about that i'm learning about as well like as as things change as the world turns um so there's other options too so to know to know somebody's wishes in that respect too it's it's um again just beautiful and and i hope that people will take advantage yes me too definitely um you know i now are is there a big community of you coming out now these you know Yeah. Yeah. All over the world. Larger all over now. Yeah. I believe it's, um, it's definitely over 14. There's, there's actually, um, over 14 different countries that actually have, uh, doulas and, and we've been dying forever. Right. And so people used to die in the home and, and, uh, you know, with the medical advancement and that, then we started going into the hospitals and the nursing homes. So, so it's kind of getting back to that, you know, awareness and acceptance that, that people can, you know, there are other options. And um, so it's just bringing that back that people used to be with the loved ones in the home. They used to have the, the funerals in the home, the viewing in Everything the Everything was yeah. right at the and, dining table or in the living room or whatever. Yeah. Right. And so, so just getting, just getting back to that and, um, you know, to have them, to go out, you know, to end the show the way that they would like it. Right. Center stage. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of stage, right. (laughs) So, wow. There's just, just, yeah, there's, there's so much to it. Um, You had said that about the hearing being the last thing with my, when my stepfather died now, understand he had been in a coma for a few days. He had not moved at all, but when Mm -hmm. he, the like his last breaths he took after we took the respirator, all that fun stuff out. He literally like turned his head, looked mm-hmm. directly in the, my mom's direction, opened his eyes, and and then closed them, and then he was gone. Oh. So he went out of his way to turn and look at my mom. Wow! Wow! So I talk about blessings, right? Yeah, and what an image! It, it's an indelible image that. Is you can't unsee that. No, especially because he had been so not yeah. in his body. You you know his whole everything was just slack. So for him right. to out of where turn right to yeah. her, right where she was standing, right where she was oh, holding his hand, of course, you know. Oh, that's beautiful. We were both yeah. holding his hands when he passed, and mm-hmm. again, it's a gift. It's a gift. Mm-hmm. It is. So yeah. when we know what they want and and we're there and we're celebrating their life as they're passing, right? Yeah. And it just makes it easier for everyone in the long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I'm I'm glad you 
were there, number one, and you got to have that experience. So how beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. So mm-hmm. I love this. I want to, uh, I know you've sent over information. I will make sure that I list and we might get a few more after we finish up here, but I, I want to make sure that people can find you as well as people in their area. So if you have organizations that you recommend that you are affiliated with, that you would say, here's the great people to call on top of hospice, of course, then right. um, I will make sure that I share those on the podcast underneath the information part so that everybody okay. can find what they need because it is so important to live life to the fullest. And that's why you and I teach yoga, whether it's laughing yes. or Whatever, you know, I do more body, you know, yoga and why we focus on living life to the fullest now and honoring the process of each minute because they do go and we never know when we're going to get the last one, at least on this plane at this time. Yes. Yeah. I I heard a, a speaker the other day say, um, we're all going to die. That's life. And and it's just a, a beautiful testimony to... Um, to be able to live life to the fullest, just like you said, and to em- embrace every day. And, and if we don't have those fears and which take up energy, you know, we can focus our energy, energy into our daily life, the here and now, right now in the present moment. And, you know, to be integrated with our thoughts and our body and our actions and, and, um, getting the most out of the human experience that we can. And, uh, Yes. Yeah, so I just love it. I love the whole thing. And, and I hope people will go out there and live the fullest life that they can imagine and live their dreams and follow their passions. You know, we're only limited by our minds. Right. So, so Absolutely. start today. Yeah. Start today. Absolutely. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank yes. you for coming on and sharing this huge wealth of knowledge of how to, you know, die gracefully really is what right. it is you know right? right we're just like you're saying birthing into death but the more that we can take time honor the process honor our family honor ourselves by right. being clear and appreciating the fact that everything is temporary and that's mm-hmm. not a bad thing it's just mm-hmm. it, it is what it is it's just how energy works right it always mm-hmm. trans and that we can do it on our own terms if we take time to plan appropriately now. Right. Yes. Beautiful. And have your last wish come true. Yes. (laughs) 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 On a high note. Yes. All right. Thank you so very much. As I said, I will post all of your contact information. You do also offer your laughing yoga, correct? And they can either join you in person or on Zoom. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. Laughter yoga physically takes place at Amador Yoga, which is in Jackson, California, on Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific time, uh, or it's on Zoom as well. So again, Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific. So depending where in the world you are, you can join in and laugh with us. And there's no sense of humor required. There's no special (laughs) yoga clothing, no mat needed. All you need is just yourself and your beautiful spirit and uh, be open to have fun. Awesome. Now, how do they find your Zoom link? Do they, we'll put it on, is it on your Facebook page? What is the best way for them to find them? So when they're scrolling down through all your information, they know where to click. Yes, on the Facebook page, Rita for Life. 
So Rita, the number four life. And then um, also on the Amador Yoga, they can go to amadoryoga.com. Uh, and there's a schedule there or on Mind Body. They're also listed on there. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you again. I cannot thank you enough, especially with what everything I've been going through. I think it's a wonderful offering. And I think everybody could definitely benefit from something out of this discussion. So thank you so much and have a beautiful day, my love. Yes. Thank you very much again for the space and, and, um, and having me on, I'm honored to be, be one of your guests. Thank you. Thank you, sweetheart.